Hello. Thank you for listening to the sermon from our Revive service. We hope it helps you learn more about God and allows you to grow closer to Him and in your faith. Well, good morning. This is Pastor Aaron here at West Hill. Uh, these are different different days, uh, but we're glad that you've joined in with us and uh, pray that this morning will be an encouragement to you and uh, as it uh, has been for me as I dig into the Word and just want to let you know what this morning is going to look like uh, a little bit. We're going to, in just a moment, watch a video uh, that Todd Jane uh, sent us. He specifically made it for our church. He was supposed to be here, him and his wife and children were supposed to be here with us. Uh, Todd and Jen are serving over in Thailand with ABWE and uh, our home on furlough. And uh, we're planning on being here with us today. But instead, Todd put, put this video together so that we can kind of catch a glimpse of what God is doing in their lives and how God is using them uh, there in the mission field in Thailand. And so I encourage you to watch the video. It's about 20 minutes uh, that he's put together. And then after the time with Todd and Jen um, and in the video, I will return back and we'll have uh, just a little bit of time of in the word uh, together. And I just want to share a few of my thoughts and what God has been teaching me and showing me and just a word from him. And so I encourage you to to uh, to join back with us as we as we spend that time in a little bit after this video. Before the video starts, uh, would you just pray with me? Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity that you've given us, even through remote access, Lord, to one another. We thank you that uh, that even through video, we can uh, be together and to hear uh, what you're doing, uh, not only here in Akron and the area, but also around the globe. We thank you for Todd and Jen and for their ministry. And we pray, Lord, that you would continue to bless them and strengthen them and encourage them. Lord, this morning we want to lift up uh, those who are affected by uh, the COVID-19, and we just pray that you administer to them. Lord, I especially want to pray for our doctors and nurses in the medical field and those who are in nursing homes. May you give them strength, may you give them uh, health, and may you give them the wisdom and knowledge that they need as they continue to care for those who have great needs, um, not only here in Ohio, in America, but also around the globe, Lord. Uh, we thank you again for your goodness and for your watch care over us. Uh, as the psalmist said in Psalm 63, uh, Lord, we pant for you. Lord, our soul desires um, you. And so, Lord, may that be true of us today. May you minister to our hearts. May you encourage us. And may we find strength in your word. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Before we start the video, I just want to encourage you, there is an opportunity. We opened it up this morning for you to chat on our uh, live feed. Um, uh, I trust that this will be an opportunity for our church family to interact with one another. Uh, that's why I wanted that. And so that way it wasn't just uh, a listening um, uh, of uh, like an audience or entertainment, but something where we can dialogue and interact together. And so let me encourage you um, to utilize that if you desire. And uh, it's been an encouragement to us already uh, as we uh, have seen different comments from different people this morning, just logging in and saying good morning. So we're glad that you're here. Uh, here's a video from Todd, Todd and Jen Janes. Well, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that uh, video from Todd and Jen Jane. They are currently in Ohio and uh, will be traveling to Ohio and Florida, um, visiting some other churches and ministries and uh, continuing to raise 
um, more support that they need. And so we're thankful for their ministry. And um, I look forward to trying to connect with Todd here real soon. We may get together this week, but continue to keep praying for Todd and Jen and for their children that God would provide for them. And there was a request by somebody for a nursery worker in children's church. So if you're available, um, just get on the chat and uh, see who needs that. Um, just a joke, really. Uh, we, we're sorry we can't provide nursery and children's church at your home this morning. Uh, we, uh, we're glad that we can offer this, though, and that you can be in the comfort of your home and uh, enjoy uh, sipping some coffee or just uh, lounging in your pajamas or just uh, being there comfortable. It is exciting as we look at the Word of God and in light of what's going on uh, around us, um, you know, these are are different days. These are um, quite quite different than anything we have walked through. And in light of that, um, I think there are a lot of things that we as Christ followers need to think about. And, uh, and it's been a journey for me as I've walked through this week and where I uh, was in my own thinking um, versus where God grew me and taught me and was showing me different things uh, even about my own self and my own faith um, uh, changed as I walked through this week. And so this morning, I want to encourage you from the Word of God. Um, I, I don't want to scold anybody. I don't want to tear down anybody. In fact, quite the opposite. I want to encourage us. This is a time for us as Christ followers to let our light shine in ways that we um, maybe haven't been able to in in in. in comfort days and days where things have been provided. Uh, these are uncertain days. These are days where uh, a lot of people have needs and those needs rise to the top. And so as we look at the Word of God, uh, one of the things that I was reminded of, and, and I'm going to put a little plug in here, in my own time with the Lord, it's been really refreshing. Uh, I've been walking through a book called um, New Morning's Mercies. It's a daily devotional uh, by Paul David Tripp. Let me encourage you. It's a great book. And one of the things that, that he, um, as he shared this week with me, was uh, a day where thinking about Job. And here was Job and, and the struggles and the hardships of what he went through. He lost everything. Uh, he lost his children. He lost all of his goods. He even lost his health. And in that, uh, he has his wife and his friends who come around him to try to console him. And in the midst of that, all he wants is an audience with God because he wants to tell God what he thinks, which leads me to uh, where I've been this week. And really, we are, are, are so um, limited in our own thoughts. Uh, what I think and what my opinion is um, are those God's thoughts. Are my thoughts his thoughts? Well, there's scripture that tells us that often our thoughts are not his thoughts and our ways are not his ways. And so when we look at the, the story of Job, it helps to remind us of what Paul wrote in Colossians, in Colossians 3, 2, where he says, set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. And we need that reminder as Christ followers, even in the midst of the chaos and all that's going on. Will we set our mind? Will we fix our mind on things above? What does God want? What does God think? He, what is God desiring? Not what 
do I think or what do I want or what do I think needs to happen? Um, so I want to read to you a passage from Job. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to read from Job uh, 38. And really, it gives us a perspective of who God is and how mighty he is. He's, he's questioning Job. And I, I wonder, do we need question by God like this this morning? In, in Job 38, I'll be reading through chapter 41. So it's a long section, and I'm going to go ahead and read it. And you, the great part is you don't have to get up and leave your seat. You can just turn me off if you want, or you can mute me. Uh, but I want to read this section, and then I want to come back and give us uh, some application for this week and for the days ahead that I think may be profitable for us. So in Job 38, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Um, the screen, uh, Your screen should have the verses up for you so that you can follow along with us. So Job 38 from the New Living Translation says this, The Lord challenges Job. Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind, Who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? Brace yourself like a man, because I have some questions for you, and you must answer them. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you know so much. Who determined its dimensions and stretched out the surveying lines? What supports its foundations? And who laid its cornerstone as the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy? Who kept the sea inside its borders and as it burst from the womb, as I clothed it with clouds and wrapped it in thick darkness? For I locked it behind barreled gates, limiting its shores. I said, this far and no further will you come. Here your proud waves must stop. Have you ever commanded the morning to appear and caused the dawn to rise in the east? Have you made daylight spread to the ends of the earth to bring an end to the night's wickedness? As the light approaches, the earth takes shape like clay pressed beneath a seal. It is robed in brilliant colors. The light disturbs the wicked and stops the arm that is raised in violence. Have you explored the springs from which the seas come? Have you explored their depths? Do you know where the gates of death are located? Have you seen the gates of utter gloom? Do you realize the extent of the earth? Tell me about it if you know. Where does light come from? And where does darkness go? Can you take each to its home? Do you know how to get there? But of course you will know all this. For you were born before it was all created, and you were so very experienced. Have you visited the storehouses of the snow, or seen the storehouses of hail? I have reserved them as weapons for the time of trouble, for the day of battle and war. Where is the path to the source of life, light? Where is the home of the east wind? Who created a channel for the torrents of rain? Who laid out the path for the lightning? Who makes the rain fall on barren land in a desert where no one lives? Who sends rain to satisfy the parched ground and make the tender grass spring up? Does the rain have a father who gives birth to the dew? Who is the mother of the ice and who gives birth to the frost from the heavens? For the water turns to ice as hard as rock and the surface of the water freezes. Can you direct the movement of the stars, binding the cluster of Pleiades and loosening the cords of uh, Orion? Can you direct the constellations through the seasons or guide the bear with her cubs across the heavens? 
Do you know the laws of the universe? Can you use them to regulate the earth? Can you shout to the clouds and make it rain? Can you make lightning appear and cause it to strike as you direct? Who gives intuition to the heart and instinct to the mind? Who is wise enough to count all the clouds? Who can tilt the water jars of heaven when the parched ground is dry and the soil has hardened into clods? Can you stalk prey for a lioness and satisfy the young lion's appetites as they lie in their dens or crouch in the thicket? Who provides food for the ravens when their young cry out to God and wander about in hunger? Chapter 39. Do you know when the wild goats give birth? Have you watched as deer are born in the wild? Do you know how many months they carry their young? Are you aware of the time of their delivery? They crouch down to give birth to their young and deliver their offspring. Their young grow up in open fields and they leave home and never return. Who gives the wild donkey its freedom? Who untie its ropes? I have placed it in the wilderness. Its home is in the wasteland. It wastes the noise of the city. It hates the noise of the city. It has no driver to shout at it. The mountains are its pasture land where it searches for every blade of grass. Will the wild ox consent to being tamed? Will it spend the night in your stall? Can you hitch a wild ox to a plow? Will it plow a field for you? Given its strength, can you trust it? Can you leave and trust the ox to do your work? Can you rely on it to bring home your grain and deliver it to your threshing floor? The ostrich flaps her wings grandly, but they are no match for the feathers of the stork. She lays her eggs on top of the earth, letting them be warmed in the dust. She doesn't worry that a foot might crush them or a wild animal might destroy them. She is harsh toward her young, as if they were not her own. She doesn't care if they die. For God has deprived her of wisdom and has given her no understanding. But whenever she jumps up to run, she passes the swiftest horse with its rider. Have you given the horse its strength? Or clothed its neck with a flowing mane? Did you give it the ability to leap like a locust? Its majestic snorting is terrifying. Its paths the earth, its paws the earth and rejoices in its strength when it charges out to battle. It laughs at fear and is unafraid. It does not run from the sword. The arrows rattle against it in the spear and javelin flash. It paws the ground fiercely and rushes toward the battle when the ram's horn blows. It snorts at the sound of the horn. It senses the battle in the distance. It quivers at the captain's command, the noise of battle. Is it your wisdom that makes the hawk soar and spread its wings towards the south? Is it at your command that the eagle rises to the heights to make its nest? It lives on the cliffs, making its home on a distant rocky crag. From there it hunts its prey, keeping watch with piercing eyes, its young gulp down blood where there is a carcass. There you'll find it. Then the Lord said to Job, do you still want to argue with the Almighty? Are you God's critic? But do you have the answers? Then Job replied to the Lord, I am nothing. How could I ever find the answers? I will cover my mouth with my hand. I have said too much already. I have nothing more to say. Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind, Brace yourself like a man, because I have some questions for you, and you must answer them. 
Will you discredit my justice and condemn me just to prove you are right? Are you as strong as God? Can you thunder with a voice like his? All right, put on your glory and splendor, your honor and majesty. Give vent to your anger. Let it overflow against the proud. Humiliate the proud with a glance. Walk on the wicked where they stand. Bury them in the dust. Imprison them in the world of the, de of the dead. Then even I would praise you, for your own strength would save you. Take a look at Behemoth, which I made just as I made you. It eats grass like an ox. See its powerful loins and the muscles of its belly, its tail as strong as a cedar, the sinews of its thighs are knit tightly together, its bones are tubes of bronze, its limbs are bars of iron. It is a prime example of God's handiwork, and only its creator can threaten it. The mountains offer it their best food, where all the wild animals play. It lies under the lotus plants hidden by the reeds in the marsh. The lotus plants give it shade amongst the willows beside the stream. It is not disturbed by the raging river, not concerned when the swelling Jordan rushes around it. No one can catch it off guard or put a ring in its nose and lead it away. Can you catch the Levithon with a hook or put a noose around its jaw? Can you tie it with a rope through the nose and pierce its jaw with a spike? Will it beg you for mercy or implore you for pity? Will it agree to work for you, to be your slave for life? Can you make it a pet like a bird or give it to your little girls to play with? Will merchants try to buy it or to sell it in their shops? Will, it, will its hide be hurt by spears or its head by a harpoon? If you lay a hand on it, you will certainly remember the battle that follows. You won't try that again. No, it is useless to try to capture it. The hunter who attempts it will be knocked down. And since no one dares to disturb it, who then can stand up to me? Who has given me anything that I need to pay back? Everything under heaven is mine. I want to emphasize Leviathan's limbs and its enormous strength and graceful form who can strip off its hide and who can penetrate its double layer of armor, who could pry open its jaw for its teeth are terrible. The scales on its back are like rows of shields, tightly sealed together. They are so closely together that no air can get between them. Each scale sticks tight to the necks. They interlocked and cannot be penetrated. When it sneezes, it flashes light. Its eyes are like the red of dawn. Lightning leaps from its mouth, flames of fire flash out, smoke streams from its nostrils like steam from a pot heated over burning rushes. Its breath would kindle coals for flames shoot from its mouth. The tremendous strength of Leviathan's neck strikes terror wherever it goes. Its flesh is hard and firm. It cannot be penetrated. Its heart is hard as rock, hard as a millstone. When it rises, the mighty are afraid gripped by terror. No sword can stop it, no spear, dart, or javelin. Iron is nothing but straw to that creature, and bronze is like rotten wood. Arrows cannot make it flee. Stones shoot from a sling are like a bits of grass. Clubs are like a blade of grass, and it laughs at the swish of javelins. Its belly is covered with scales as sharp as glass. It plows up the ground as it drags through the mud. Leviathan makes the water boil with its commotion. 
It stirs the depths like the pot of ointment. The water glistens in its wake, making the sea look white. Nothing on earth is its equal. No other creature so fearless. Of all the creatures, it is the proudest. It is the king of beasts. When we think of this passage and we look at it, um, it reminds us uh, to ask this question. Who are we and who is God? Who is the creator and who is the creature? Do you these days question God? Do you question his wisdom? Do you question his boundaries that he has put up? Um, if we do, and maybe you are as I have in my life, then maybe we're just stating that we think that we're smarter or that we know more than God. Here's some action steps for us to take, not only in light of the day and age of where we live today, but as we move forward, um, we must humble ourselves before the creator God. He is the one who has placed us here. Um, he's the one who formed and fashioned us in our mother's womb. He has a great plan for each of our lives. And we, when we begin to question those plans, we get to the heart of questioning our God. And in a way, again, we are stating that we think we may know better than what the creator, what God knows. We must be careful. We must humble ourselves. We must seek forgiveness. Seek forgiveness from the pride and from the arrogance that we often every day live and voice out. We would do well to keep ourselves humble. To probably speak less and to listen more. We can have a thankful heart. We can praise God for all that he has done and for who he is. Maybe you want to take some time and you write out some of the characteristics of who God is. That he is all-knowing, he's all-powerful, he's perfect, he's never-changing. That God is love, but he is truth as well. So have a thankful heart. We also want to show gratitude towards others. One of the things that sticks out to me is Job's friends were trying to help Job along this journey. And instead of helping and listening and showing gratitude, they, they continued to... Um, try to get at the heart of the issue. And their view was that Job had an issue of sin in his problem. And if he would just confess his sin, then God would make everything right. Again, we, we don't know the mind of God. We don't know what God is trying to do each and every day. We can trust him and we can be grateful. And we can also show gratitude towards others and the way that they care for and they, they help others as well. I think we need to also extend grace and mercy. Grace and mercy to everyone who is like you. We need to extend grace and mercy to everybody who's like us because we're all the same. No matter what the pigment of our skin is, no matter what our race, no matter what our sex may be, we are all the same. We are human mankind made in the image of the creator. And how often do we thinking in our arrogance and our pride, feel that we have all the answers. Shame on us. 
we need to extend grace and we need to extend mercy for those people who do make mistakes, for those people who we see their shortcomings. We need to love on them, not cast them to the side. Uh, especially as Christ followers, these are days where we need to rally around one another, not, not go in isolation. Uh, yes, physically, we need to be isolated from one another for this period of time um, because the government has asked us to do, our healthcare leaders have asked us to do that. And I believe in Romans 13 that Paul makes it pretty clear that, that we need to listen and we need to obey those whom God has put in authority over us. I find it very interesting that Paul and Peter both could have written a lot about the Roman government who, was, uh, who had risen at the time and who were not treating uh, Christians very fairly. But they, they didn't do that. And instead, in spite of that, Paul says, this is an opportunity for us to show that we believe that there is a God who puts in charge all authority because he is the authority. And so these are days where we may not like it. We may not agree with it. We get to obey and walk in the boundaries that God has set. And so in doing that, we show grace and mercy, even to those who we may not agree with. We choose not to speak ill. We choose not to defame. We need to be a little bit more careful in these days to allow our light to shine. I was in the shower this morning singing This Little Light of Mine, and I thought, oh, I could sing that. We could have a praise and worship time. I'm choosing not to do that this morning. Uh, we're not going to sing. I'm not going to sing for you. Uh, but what a great little, little song. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. That can be our theme. It isn't my light. It's the light of Jesus who shines in us. And as we walk through each day, maybe this is an opportunity for us to take a step back Instead of putting all our thoughts and all of our opinions and all of my feelings out for the world to know, maybe this is a time where God wants us to look to him, to abide to him, to, to seek him instead of trying to seek our own understanding. Refuse in these days, refuse a couple things here. Refuse to question God's goodness in light of all that's going on. Uh, have some self-control and, and, and I am, I have to work through this as well, but let me encourage you refuse to question God's goodness. God is always good and he always will be good. He is totally in control. Refuse to question his sovereignty. God is in total control and there is nothing that has happened in this world that, or that is happening or will happen that has not already crossed his desk where he has okayed it. We don't have to question his sovereignty. God is in control and he knows exactly what is best. We get to embrace the known and the unknown. As Christ followers, we don't have to be in control because we know who the one is that is in control. And we get to embrace that. To embrace the unknown means that we get to trust and have faith in a God who, who means that we're not just looking and seeing him, but we are trusting the unknown and the unseen. What an awesome opportunity that we have to grow in our faith, to see God do things that we wouldn't see otherwise. So let me encourage you to trust and to obey not to make make excuses for uh, why you think the way you think or the way you act. 
throw away the excuses. Trust, obey God, and what he says, and see him do great things. We also have a great weapon today, and that's prayer. We get to pray. We have access to the all-knowing and the all-purposeful God. Each and every moment of every day, we have access to the God who created the universe, who created us, who put us here. And at his throne, we are able to cast and to throw all of our thoughts, all of our ideas. That's where we need to take them. Not on social media, not with our friends, not even with our family. To be able to cast all of our anxieties on him because he cares for us. Prayer is a weapon and probably our finest weapon in this time, in this day of age. Let me encourage you that you would find ways this week to worship God. We have great amount of resources that are at your fingertips. Uh, find ways this week to worship God. It, it could be through music. It can be through uh, singing. It could be uh, opportunities just to lay on your backyard and look at the sky. Find ways this week to worship God. Also, find ways to minister to others. This is going to be different because we, we are just walking through unprecedented times. And so find ways to be able to minister to others in ways that maybe you wouldn't have before. And pray and ask God, what does that look like? How, God, how can I minister to my neighbor, to my friends, to the family around me, to, to those who I don't even know who may come across um, my thoughts or, or online or in other ways? Let me encourage you. Don't, don't retreat. This is not times for us to retreat as Christ followers. This is times for us to engage even more, to be better listeners, to be quick to listen and slow to speak, to find ways to minister and to encourage those who have no hope. As Christ followers, we have great hope. And that is God, our creator, is in charge, and we don't have to question him. So we need to find ways to worship God, find ways to minister to others, and the third is probably the most important. Find ways to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Spend time in his word. We have opportunity in many ways to slow down. Use this slowing down to reevaluate your walk and what's most important in your faith walk. Let me encourage you these days ahead. We don't know what's going to happen. What changes may take place. We know this though, God is in charge and we can trust him. We can trust him because he is worthy to be trusted because he is the creator and he knows all things. Would you pray with me? Lord, we're thankful that you do know all things and that you are worthy to be trusted. I praise and thank you, Lord, for the people of West Hill that you have given us uh, the awesome and wonderful opportunity to walk with you each and every day. Lord, there are times where it becomes more difficult for us, difficult to trust you, difficult to see what your plans are, difficult to know what your will is. But Lord, in light of what happens in our circumstances and what goes on around us, physically, mentally, emotionally, Lord, may May our spiritual walk with you guide us and direct us. 
May your spirit show us that you are true, that you are true to your word, that you are good, and that you have a purpose and a plan. Help us to glorify you. Help us to praise you. Lord, thank you. Thank you for allowing us each and every day to live for you. Lord, the sun came up this morning. We are thankful for that. This evening, the sun will go down and another day will be done. Lord, if it would be your will, we pray that Jesus would return soon. But until then, Lord, the sun will rise again tomorrow. Lord, may you allow us the great privilege to live for you and not for ourselves. Help us to think not as we would think ourselves, but to think as you would think. Help us to go about the ways that you would want, not our own. Help us to love you more. Thank you for loving us first. Thank you for caring for our every need. Thank you for giving us your son, Jesus, who gave his life so that we could have life here and now as part of your kingdom, but the kingdom to come as well. Eternal life. Lord, I want to pray for any who may be watching or listening this morning who don't have the hope of Jesus. I pray that they would come to know Jesus as their own personal savior. I pray that they would trust that Jesus died on the cross for their sin to make a relationship right with you. That they would believe that Jesus not only died, but that he was buried and rose again three days later, proving that he is God. Lord, thank you for loving us. Thank you for that wonderful opportunity to be in communion and to be able to abide in you. Help us to abide in you so that we may bear good fruit. We pray this in the name of Jesus, our Savior, the Christ. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. And I, I want you to know that we are praying for each of you walking through the list of all of our, our members and regular attenders. Uh, we are so thankful for the, the body, the family of Christ here at West Hill. And uh, we want to continue to communicate with you. And so we'll be in touch as we go throughout this, this next week and letting you know where we stand as a ministry and as we continue to move forward uh, in the things in the days ahead. Let me encourage you to, um, I put this in our last communication email and out on Facebook. You know, the, the ministry could still continues. We still need to pay for the electricity and the needs uh, here, the operating expenses, as well as support for our missionaries. And so let me encourage you, uh, you can give online and also through the mail. You can send it in the mail and, and we'll get it here. But uh, please, would you, would you consider uh, and will you continue to faithfully give as God provides? And we're excited about continuing to trust the Lord and seeing how we can reach out to our community. Thank you for tuning in. We love you. We hope you have a great day and a great week.